Just Being Honest, the JBH Podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. Today's podcast of the Just Being Honest podcast is brought to you by our friends at Liquid IV. Liquid IV's cellular transport technology, or better known as CTT, uses a specific ratio of sodium, glucose, and potassium to deliver water and other key nutrients directly to your bloodstream, hydrating you faster and more efficiently than water alone. The specific ratio of electrolytes used in CTT creates an osmotic force that allows water to be absorbed in the upper digestive tract. Typically, fluids pass through the entire digestive system, losing water and vital nutrients along the way before being absorbed into the bloodstream. So, guys, with every purchase made, a serving of liquid IV is donated to someone in need. LIV is currently sold in over 20,000 locations nationwide. So try liquid IV now and get 20% off by using code JBH20 at checkout. Let's start changing the world, folks. Again, that code for 20% off is JBH20. On this episode number 59 of the Just Being Honest podcast, our guest openly discusses about the power of radical transparency through sexual health. Mika Hollander is the co-founder and CEO at Sustain Natural, a leading brand of all-natural, vagina-friendly products. She is also the creator of Get On Top, a national campaign aimed at getting women to take control of their sexual health. Through Sustain's 10% for Women initiative, she is proud to work closely with Planned Parenthood and Women's Voices for the Earth. Mika has been listed on Forbes 30 Under 30, Fast Company's Most Creative People, and Inc. 30 Under 30. And, guys, her second Get On Top book um, was just released in March 2018 by Touchstone. So a little bit about Get On Top, the book. Women, especially in the 18 to 30 age range, are suffering from misinformation, fear, intimidation, perhaps. They're worried about the side effects of birth control. I know I'm on that train. Confused about consent, sexuality, and cheating. And don't know when or even where to seek medical attention. Gosh, especially with these healthcare these days. Women need answers from someone they trust, from a partner. Unself-conscious, straightforward, real, and enlightening. Get on top is just that partner. So through smart, actionable guidance, Get on Top will teach every woman everything they need. Well, I think everything. Everything they need to know about their bodies and change the way they think about sexual health. A wonderful testimonial from Christy Turlington Burns called Get on Top Sex Ed for the Girl Boss Generation. Now, let's meet Miss Mika herself. Hi, guys. This is your host, Katie. 
and this is the Just Being Honest podcast. Welcome to the show. We have an amazing guest today. I have literally, for weeks, probably even months, I've been waiting for this interview. Um, I feel like she's kind of a soul sister, but she doesn't know I'm a soul sister of hers. Um, I have to start off this podcast by saying the day that we are recording it, it is actually International Women's Day. So power to the she. Yes. And so that kind of like brings me into the topic that we are going to be talking about today. The founder of Sustained Naturals, Mika Hollander, is here. I am so excited to have her. Um, She's going to kind of be our encyclopedia for the day of, you know, talking about ingredients and sexual products in feminine care and just about embracing, ladies, I'm talking to you, embracing sexual pleasure, talking about it with transparency, and also just like standing up for your right about what you're putting into your body. So, without further ado, Miss Mika, welcome to the JBH podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So, I want to kind of just like dive in on this. And um, I really like to go and talk to founders about, because in my personal belief, I mean, I babysat a lot when I was little, and I feel like within every child, you can kind of see what they're passionate about what they're going to go into, what kind of human being they are. So, you know, talk about your childhood. If you would um, kind of share with us a little bit about how you were raised, maybe your family life, Um, just a little tidbit about that. Yeah. So I grew up, you know, I think like most children, I just had like one big dream, which was to start a condom company with my dad. And that dream actually came true. It's the same. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I Yeah, I, I know, right? I was up, too. I didn't grow up dreaming of that. But I did grow up. Um, I had a pretty unique childhood in the sense that I was born uh, the same year as a company called Seventh Generation, which is my family's uh, former business. So 7th Generation is uh, the largest brand of all-natural cleaning and household and um, personal care products in the U.S. And 30 years ago, which is about the age that I am, nobody cared about natural products. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nobody knew what my dad was talking about. He was just like running around trying to sell people recycled toilet paper and everybody was like, you're crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody cared about natural products. Now natural products are totally mainstream, which is awesome. But I grew up thinking about what I was putting inside my body, what I was putting on my body, what I, you know, what we were cleaning our house with. And also I kind of grew up thinking that all businesses were sort of out to make the world a better place, which spoiler alert is not the truth that Mm -hmm. I've, the hard truth that I've seen now being in the business world for a number, almost a decade. Um, so I grew up with, you know, I'm very close to my family. I have two siblings. I'm the oldest. My mom and dad were just sort of chugging along, like, you know, doing everything from, I think my first connection with seventh generation was modeling cotton diapers. Nice. And, um, and how, how, old how, how old were you? How old were you? Oh, a baby. A peewee. So, so that started yeah. it off with like being so aware with like 
fibers and all that stuff on your body because we all know that diapers have changed over time too. Totally. I mean, we were we were ahead of our time. My dad was definitely ahead of his time. Um, and I, and I really spent my childhood and my like young adulthood involved with seventh generation in so many different ways. It was, it was kind of like the sixth family member. Um, and it was kind of crazy because I feel like our entire family was defined by the business just in terms of who we were, what we cared about. Like it was always, there was always something going on with the business. We were all going to Expo West, the trade show, or we were, the kids were modeling the cotton diapers. Like there was just, it was so part of who we were. So in some ways, in a lot of ways, I guess the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because here I am, you know, running a natural products company. It just happens to be in sexual wellness. But in other ways, I grew up with a parent who was an entrepreneur and I thought that looked really bad. (laughs) Why so? I was like, that looks really bad. Like, I don't want to do that. That looks hard. It looks stressful. It takes a toll on all the people in your life. Like, and it's amazing and it's exciting and it's exhilarating, but why would you ever want to do that? Um, So in some ways it is kind of funny because I just remember growing up thinking about that constantly but yeah, I mean, it was a pretty cool experience to grow up and be born the same time as seventh gen and, and feel like we were this niche business and nobody cared about what we were talking about all the way through to today where it's a global brand and natural product. Like I always say now, like clean ingredients, sustainability is like table stakes, right? Mm-hmm. You can't. I don't think launch a successful brand or product right now without having that baked into what you're doing. And I think that's a huge testament to um, what my dad built and really the movement he helped start with seventh generation. Yeah. You know, it's really, really kind of, I mean, it's, it's a real thing that your parents have a direct influence, you know, on the practices that you preach or maybe even like what you do day to today, um, what you, what you buy, what you support. I mean, you know, that common saying of, oh my gosh, I'm turning into my, you know, mother, you know, or whatever, (laughs) but it is so true. And, you know, I, I didn't mean that like you were a young little child thinking about condoms all the time, but it is, you know, like seeing that you were kind of grown up into that natural and very, very almost like, and just like very aware of ingredients, toxins, you know, the impact on the environment, the impact on yourself, you know, that is what shaped you. So it is a, a true thing. It was just later in the fact that you decided to define your personal company to what it was. And so let's go kind of into that because you said what, you're, you're about 30 and, um, Tell us about when you started Sustain, when the idea started, um, you know, kind of that little roundabout, because we all know, like, anyone can have an idea and be like, yeah, this is good, but it's implementing it. So give us a little feedback on that. Totally. So in, it was like the summer of 2012. Um, so it's it, a while ago, that's almost seven years ago. I was sitting out um, by the pool, it was the summer, and my dad had just left seventh generation and I was in business school. 
And so kind of funnily enough, very at very different stages in our life, we were at kind of the same crossroads of what, what are we going to do with ourselves? What do we care about? And he brought over to me um, a presentation that he put together and and the the cover slide said rainforest rubbers. And um, he said, can you, can you look at this? I I sort of put together this business plan. I, I love to get your thoughts. And so I basically, you know, I spend an hour or two um, um, reading through this deck and he, he wanted to start a sustainable condom company mm-hmm. and he had tra- uh, trademarked the name Rainforest Rubbers, I think like 15 or 20 years prior. So I thought it was interesting. Um, you know, again, I, I had spent some time at business school working with larger corporations um, in sustainability, but I didn't. I wasn't getting that fulfillment and, and feeling of like making a direct impact that I was craving and that I sort of like knew from my whole life growing up within sort of an activist natural brand. So I, I thought this idea was really interesting, but I, you know, I talked with my dad a lot that summer and I said, I think it's, it's definitely an opportunity, but let's, let's think about it a little bit more holistically. Let's figure out what the really big opportunity is here. And prior to starting Sustain and going to business school, I had been I spent a lot of time doing brand strategy and marketing at an agency. And my my sort of niche was trying to find white space within categories. Mm. So I looked at the condom category and, you know, I, I went into stores. I did a lot of research and I came across the statistic that 40 percent of condoms are purchased by women. And so I, I kept thinking about that and looking at the category and, and nothing on the shelf from the marketing, packaging, ingredients, language, et cetera, like nothing appealed to me as a young woman. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I think there's a real opportunity here. And I brought that information back to my dad, um, who became my co-founder and coupled with that, did a lot of research around women's sexual and reproductive health in the U.S., looking at rising rates of STDs, very high rates of unplanned pregnancy, and also just the culture of slut shaming. And I felt like, yes, let's create the most sustainable condom in the world, but let's take on sort of female sexuality and women's sexual health, which to me is sort of one and the same now. Um, Let's take that on. Let's start a movement. Let's change condom culture. Um, and let's get rid of slut shaming and let's do that all through this vehicle of condoms. Yeah. Would you mind talking about the slut, slut shaming a little bit more? Because, um, it's a, I mean, I don't think people quite understand just like the difference and it's almost like a male talking to a female about certain things, you know, and then if a woman gives a little bit of attitude about something, I'm not talking about sex, but something, you know, he will say, God, you're being a bitch. But yeah, what if a man said the same thing? So it's kind of that same role thing with carrying condoms, purchasing condoms. Um, Can you kind of go into that a little bit? Yeah, and I think it's actually the example of, of why and how it's so prevalent is that when we started Sustain in New York City, a woman could be arrested on suspicion of prostitution. And if she was carrying condoms, 
they were used as evidence against her. So just think about that Mm -hmm. in terms of what message is that sending to women and men? It's if you're carrying condoms, you must be a prostitute. Hmm. And so there's sort of been this inherent um, stigma that's been around forever. I mean, there's gender inequality, there's slut shaming, there's all of this stuff just boils into this idea that a woman is not respectable if she's sexually active. Um, and so, you know, slut shaming can take so many different forms. I experienced it firsthand when we launched the business. Um, I was slut shamed online for having a freckle on my lower lip and people saw my face in connection with a condom entrepreneur and said, you know, she should be using condoms, not selling them. Wait, a freckle on your lower lip? Yeah, I have a really dark freckle on my lower lip but why which would, I know you can't see why would you, you get like why me. would you get slut shamed for that because because people were insinuating that it must be some sort of STD I have a story um, to, I have can I interrupt you when I, ever since I was a little girl I was born with a giant freckle on my my bottom lip so yeah like I mean I don't know if but that, that's crazy that is crazy okay keep on going No, I mean, I think what was really eye-opening for me and motivating was I did grow up, as we talked about, in this sort of like natural products, like do the world right, like save the world mentality mindset bubble. I grew up in Vermont. It's super liberal. Like, and then I, and then I launched a condom company and I got faced with, holy shit, this isn't just about changing condom culture this is about changing how women who are it's about celebrating female sexuality yeah it's about destigmatizing all of this and yeah so I got I got slut shamed I was hysterically crying mm. you know we had just launched the business I went from sort of ecstatic to devastated but it was so important for me because it was just a wake-up call of you're doing, you're going to, this is going to be hard. (laughs) You're not selling lipstick. Um, you're selling condoms. And the way that I describe not just the slut shaming, but a lot of the different aspects of building this brand and business from the beginning was I was treated like a drug dealer. Mm. I was treated like I was encouraging bad behavior. Mm. Um, and when you think about that and you think about condoms and what they represent and how positive of an impact they can have, it's crazy. But the world is also a very different place even today than it was when we launched almost five years ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could go way more into that. But I do want to go back into the female carrying a condom and how it shows or has in the past really shown, oh, my gosh, that girl's, you know, she's just probably giving she herself gets out. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, exactly. But if a guy's carrying a condom, it's like, Oh my gosh, good for you for being safe. You know, like you're very responsible, you know, um, you're respecting her, you know, wah, 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 you know? So it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. So it's like for a female to like talk up about herself, you know, then it's like, (laughs) it's like, come on guys, like what's going on? And what are we teaching like our younger generations, you know, especially like with having an open forum around 
you know, the dinner table, for instance, you know, I was talking to a friend about, you know, have you had a discussion about with your, your um, teenage son about, you know, sex and like safe sex? And yeah, and he's like, Oh, gosh, you know, I know it's gonna it's gonna be coming. But but it's like, we need to like teach our younger generations to be comfortable talking a to family members about that, but also their partners about that, you know, because yeah, we could save a whole lot of heartache, you know? Um, but yeah, so obviously, like, you and your father have an open transparency about that. Was your family always open about that? Yeah, I mean, I think, as you described, traditionally, a guy who carries a condom is a hero, and a woman who does the same is a slut. And a lot of that is cultural, and a lot of it also is... I think how we're raising our children. Um, I was lucky in that, you know, I think people sort of hear like, Oh, you started a condom company with your dad. So you must've like grown up sitting around the table talking about sex all the time. It wasn't like that, but what my parents were really amazing at was establishing sort of open lines of communication and trust and, and this sense of, you know, we could go to them in a really dark moment and we weren't going to be slapped with judgment or punishment necessarily. I mean, sometimes we got punished, but they were, they were always there to help us. Mm -hmm. They were mm -hmm. there to help us figure it all out. Um, and so when you create a situation like that, where you, your kids feel like they can come to you and they really trust you, the questions about dating are about, do you trust this person? Do they make you feel good about yourself? And then it becomes easy to say, hey, I'm thinking about having sex or, hey, I think I want to go on the pill. Mm -hmm. um, and so they just created this really cool, you know, really relationship between all of us that we could go to them. And, and they were they were our, like support system and they were going to help us figure it out. They weren't there to just judge us. Um, and they also just weren't there to just throw condoms at us once and be like, you know. Good luck. Don't have sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you know what, Miko, what I see, what you are, you have started, what you're developing, what's growing is that, and especially with talking about, you know, families being on board with this, is that your brand is so A, like the packaging is so beautiful. It's so enlightening. It's so like, Thank just, you. it's like spunky, but it's like, it's vibrant and cool. But what you're creating is a culture of body positivity and confidence. So you're creating that whole community, that whole culture that is saying like, you know, you can you can be safe with this, but you can still have fun with it, whatever your intimate level is. And you're not just creating condoms. Sure, you have those. Um, and we'll go into also why your condoms different from other people's condoms, but you have safe, toxic-free tampons, pads, liners, um, lubricants, period cups, the period panties, you know, you have these things that are just like building body positivity and confidence, as I said before, because we all know like the things, you know, condoms, lubricants, whatever, like this is all about vulnerability. And I was talking to my friend just yesterday that like, I literally said to him, I said, where's the love in the world? Like, where did it go? And it's, it's, we came down to the fact that, you know, intimacy is being lost, no matter what that is, no matter if it's like just putting your hand on someone's shoulder and saying like, I hear you, man, or whatever, you know, 
Um, but, you know, intimacy is lost. People just being vulnerable, no matter what the case is. Um, it's about confidence and body positivity and being okay with that. And I applaud you for... Thank and, you. And I know you said it. you knew it was going to be hard. And baby, you better believe it's going to be hard. But... But this is, you know, you got to fight for what's right, you know, right? Um, totally. So, my darling, let's go into why your condoms vary from all the other ones on the market. As you said before, when you went in to do your research, it was almost like a, I don't want to say terrifying, but like a, uh, this is just not appeal to me. Um, and you kind of reframed it. But also, let's talk about the ingredients, the, the, the rubbers that you use. I think that's really important. Yeah. yeah so um, what was really interesting to me when I was starting to stain was this idea that while women in particular, just because they over-index in interested in natural products, while women are were and are becoming really conscious about their skincare and their food and, you know, other parts of their health and wellness, we aren't and haven't been thinking enough about what's going inside of our vaginas. Mm -hmm. Vaginas are one of the most absorbent parts of our bodies. I actually heard this um, fact a few months ago and it just like totally stuck with me, which is that in Europe, they actually still will administer medicine vaginally if they wanted to act really quickly. So when something gets inside, gets put inside your vagina, it gets absorbed and it goes straight into your bloodstream. It bypasses your liver. Mm. So if you think about that, yeah, and you think about why they would administer drugs that way because they want them to act fast. Like, shouldn't we be, you know, thinking about what's going inside of our vaginas more so than any other parts of our health and wellness? Maybe. Yeah. I think probably so. Um, you know, you think about something like a tampon and you – add up the hours that it's sitting inside the average woman for her entire life while she's menstruating. And you get to about six hours. I mean, yeah. six years, sorry. Oh, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, oh you're like, God. wait a second. Six I'm like, years. I wish it was only six hours over my life. Um, so six years. So when you think about that, it's like, shouldn't we be freaking out and demanding to know like what the hell is in our tampon and mm -hmm. only using ingredients that have proven to be safe? Absolutely. Um, condoms are, you know, a really complicated product in terms of the supply chain and development process. So we spent about a year working on um, creating the most sustainable condom in the world. Latex, which is the sort of main ingredient in most condoms, is the sap of rubber trees. Mm -hmm. So just like maple syrup is the sap of the maple tree, Latex is the sap of the rubber tree. You tap the tree, the latex comes out in liquid form. Um, most rubber plantations in the world are sort of flooded with child labor, and they're just really dark places. Uh, and it was really important to us to find a better type of rubber plantation. And we actually end up founding the only one that's fair trade certified in the world that makes latex for condoms. So no child labor, fair wages, you know, a place we really felt great about and feel good about today. And then you take the latex once it's in this liquid form and you have to heat and mold it to turn it into a condom. When you heat and mold any latex, a chemical reaction happens and something called nitrosamines form in the latex. 
So it's not, nitrosamines aren't something that the big companies are adding. It's just a chemical reaction when you heat a mold latex. The problem is nitrosamines are a known carcinogen and nitrosamines get released from latex when they come into contact with bodily fluid. So surprise, they come into contact with bodily fluid usually when you're having sex. So we actually had to work with um, an R&D guy who had come up with a process to prevent the nitrosamines from forming in the latex. So we are one of the only brands, I think we may be the only brand actually sold in the U.S. that has no nitrosamines in any of our condoms. Wow. Now, the FDA actually regulates the nitrosamine levels in pacifiers, another latex product that comes into contact with bodily fluid, but they don't regulate them in condoms. So we have fair trade, vegan, nitrosamine free, Forest Stewardship Council, non-GMO. Like we're over-certified. We always joke that we love to get tested. Um, And so we created this amazing product with our condoms, um, which are available in a whole range of sizes. And then from there, you know, we expanded into organic lubricants, wipes, organic cotton period products, now organic cotton underwear, period-proof underwear, which is an incredible product, mm-hmm. um, and most recently, our period cup, which is a reusable cup, um, and actually, one of my favorite facts is one cup equals about 720 tampons, if you're currently using tampons, um, so basically, you can spend $40 once and save the planet by using the cup. So we've really extended our philosophy. You know, I can go into more detail on all of our products, but that same approach to radical transparency um, and really a deep, deep commitment to the cleanest, safest ingredients runs through all of our products and our whole portfolio. Wow. You are, like, as I said, you are going to be our encyclopedia for the day. Um, (laughs) and, And then going back to the tampons, especially, like, you know, and the transparency of this, like, oh my gosh, especially young females, you know, like starting to have their periods for the first times, you know, like building that body confidence, um, like tampons, you know, sometimes you just get whatever, like someone throws at you or you go to the school nurse or whatever, if you have it for the first time. And, and, you know, like what people don't know is how toxic a tampon is, you know, like, no wonder, like, people hear about toxic shock syndrome, like, well, hello, like, that's predominantly why. Um, so your, yours are organic cotton, um, and then non-GMO, okay, hold on, they're the, um, organic cotton, I'm gonna read this because I want to be correct, no chlorine bleach, exactly, that's what I would say, no chlorine bleach, bleach, no rayon, no dyes, or fragrances, like, why are you gonna put a fragrance up your vagina, that's really repulsive in my world. But anyways, some people do it. Um, and then new, no synthetic super absorbance. So why is that important? So just a couple things about tampons. Um, the FDA, which does regulate tampons, tampons are a class two medical device. They don't require tampon companies to disclose their ingredients. So regardless of what's in most products and what you should or shouldn't be using, I think the bigger problem is women and consumers have a right to know what the hell they're putting inside their body. Yeah. And without the FDA requiring that type of ingredient disclosure, 
how are you supposed to know what the hell's in there? Mm -hmm. Sustain, as I said, is committed to radical transparency. We disclose every single ingredient. And it's really important to know what's going inside your vagina. And so you need to look for brands like Sustain where they're using one ingredient, 100% organic cotton. Um, There's a lot of different things that can be found in most tampons. So rayon and, as you said, synthetic fragrances. Um, There's a lot of different stuff that can be in there. Even regular cotton, so just even 100% cotton, um, can be an issue because cotton is actually one of the dirtiest crops. Mm-hmm. Cotton is treated um, with a pesticide called glyphosate, oh. which is a known carcinogen. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm not a scientist. I don't know what trace amounts of glyphosate can show up in your tampon, but why even take, take that chance? 100% organic cotton means that there's no pesticides. And so we just use one ingredient. And I think it's interesting you brought up the fragrance thing because I agree. Why would you ever want like a scented deodorant oh. tampon? <laughs> but it's because it's because we've been told that your vagina smells bad when you have your period. Mm-hmm. And so you should use a deodorant tampon. Uh, Gross. And that sucks and that's bullshit. And I, and I think, you know, if your vagina really smells bad, you should go to the doctor, not use a scented tampon. Yeah, perhaps change um, your diet or something. <laughs> well, and I think getting to know your body and what's quote unquote normal for you is really important. And the challenge with things like scented tampons or certain types of lubricants or wipes is that the ingredients in these products can actually cause a lot of problems like bacterial vaginosis. Um, And so you got to be careful about what's going inside your body. And again, I'm not here to say you should or shouldn't use a scented tampon. I just think you have a right to know what is in your tampon. Um, And in the absence of this type of legislation with the FDA requiring that, you really can only know if you're buying from brands that are, are providing that transparency. Yeah. Um, Can I jump into, because I'm like highly mesmerized, I want everyone to go to (laughs) sustainnatural.com because this is one of the most beautiful, like high class, spunky, as I said before, informative, interactive websites about just sexual health and, you know, feminine care out there. I mean, for instance, like I'm on the period cup section and I keep watching over and over like a GIF, you know, like how to put in the period cup. Like it's so cute. Like you're using like the fingers and like you make it look like, oh, okay, that's cool. It's like, you know, like a, one of those tasty, um, you know, tutorials of like how to make, you know, a pie or whatever, you know, it's really, really amazing. So like hands down, awesome to you on the marketing purposes. Um... So let's jump into um, your book that you wrote. Is it just about like how you started the business or tell us a little bit more about that and where you want to go with that book? So my book, Get on Top of Your Sexuality, Wellness, and Pleasure, um, came out last March. And the book really was a compilation of all of the questions I'd gotten and that Sustain had gotten over the three or four years, um, since launching, we kind of, I mean, we get them, we get questions 
every day all around the place, all over the place in terms of like, you know, why do, does my vagina smell like X? Mm. What does an orgasm feel like? I'm about to lose my virginity. Like, do you have any advice? Or just like, how do I use your period cup? Um, so we get all of these questions and I really felt like it was really important for us as a leader in the space to have a resource guide and to provide content and education for our customers. And what I, what I noticed as I was going back through all the questions we'd received and, and just recounting and looking at my notes that I kept taking around, like if I was speaking at an event and, and women came up to me and asked questions, I always sort of jotted down interesting ones that kept coming up or things that I had heard before. Um, most of the questions were somewhat straightforward. And by straightforward, I mean just, you know, how does the birth control pill work? Mm -hmm. What does it mean that I get this fake period um, every few weeks? Or, you know, is ma not as straightforward, but like is masturbating cheating on my boyfriend? Is that, <laughs> um, that's one of my favorite ones. Cheating. And then also, yeah, what's in my tampon? How do I find out, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. So some of these questions, a, a lot of them were very similar. And I thought, let's just start with, putting together a resource, putting together a book that answers a lot of these questions in a way that's super sex positive mm -hmm. and sort of just digestible and very straightforward. I think when you look at content around um, sex or periods or just like women's sex body stuff and sexuality, you have sort of porn and um, other, you know, out there pleasure focused and sometimes very unrealistic information and content. And then on the other side, you have, you know, amazing organizations like Planned Parenthood uh, that provide great content and information and education. But it's, you know, sometimes it can feel a little bit Sterile. like you're going to your doctor. Yeah. Which is fine. And I think there's a place for different types of information. But I think what I noticed was just lacking was this idea of just straightforward sex positive education around sort of like vagina 101 as I like to say and so we launched or I, I wrote the book not launched I don't know I like a product it was not like a product launch but I worked on the book for about a year and a half and it it came out last year and it's been such an important sort of resource for us um, as a business that's really about changing conversations and starting a movement to just have somewhere to point people to and also for us to just refer to ourselves. Oh my gosh, I love it. You're opening up the dialogue. You're opening it up and you're making it a place of comfort, you know, and you're actually empowering these women to be able to talk to their partners, whomever they may be, you know, about, you know, this feels right or even maybe expressing what feels right, what feels wrong, or even just like, you know, like, proposing the idea to, you know, have more passionate, you know, love life or whatever, or maybe like, you know, like I use these products specifically because this is important to me. My body's important to me. You know, I think um, so many women are afraid to, you know, even just say no to not have sex if they are starting in a new relationship because they will feel as though they are going to be, you know, neglected or the guy's going to leave her or whatever it may be. And so I love that you're creating an open dialogue to 
really empower women about this. So again, another round of applause to you, honey. Thank you. Um, and so we um we know you're a busy bee and um we've we could talk literally for days with you but i have all of your resources i'm going to share in our show notes for all of our listeners about you know how they can look at more of your products get the book all that jazz um but i do have a couple more things to ask you is there anything that you kind of want to shoot out to us right now maybe something that you're working on that you can share with us um or anything that you feel like is really really pivotal to um share on the platform today yeah i think something that we've been working on a lot at sustain and that i've been really focused on is orgasm equality um I think that when you think about sort of female sexuality and these conversations that we've all been starting, which is great, and you just look at the last five years that we've been on the market, the conversations about sex and sexuality have sort of, and reproductive rights and everything has sort of been busted wide open, which is awesome. And so I think women are talking now. People are feeling more comfortable to ask questions, to share, you know, to share their experiences, et cetera. Um, but I think it's time to talk about this pleasure gap mm-hmm. and sustain actually launched a campaign last month called get off, give back where we're asking people to pledge to have an orgasm. And for every orgasm, we're donating a dollar to sex, positive sex education. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think ultimately pleasure needs to be part of sex ed. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon at the state level, but in the meantime, there's some pretty awesome organizations like Advocates for Youth who we're working with on it um, that are doing peer-to-peer education around this stuff. I love it. I love it. And, you know, even if they can bring it to, um, you know, as you said, peer-to-peer, you know, kind of like big brother, big sister situations, you know, maybe even if these you know, young stars aren't even getting, I mean, even older people too, um, aren't getting that transparency where they are currently. If they have someone that's, you know, open enough to share that information to, to them and say, it's okay to feel this way. Like it's natural. Like that's, it's sustainably natural, you know? So I love that. I love that. Well, thank you for that. And I have one more question for you. So are you ready? Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Miss Mika, what is your honest truth that has led you on a path to success in maintaining a healthy lifestyle? <sighs> yeah, anything. Feeling, you know, sort of investing in and um, spending time with my family. I love it. I love that. Oh, I love you guys. I want to be. I want to be adopted. I would just want to have like an open form about <laughs> life because you know everyone grows up in different families, and you know. I just, I'm really embracing your attitude now to just be like direct, just direct about everything. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So where can everyone find you on the web? They can find me at Miss Meeks, M-I-S-S-M-E-I-K-S. But even better, sustainnatural.com. Go grab your amazing vagina-friendly condoms, lubricants, tampons, etc. Because why? Spring is coming and we all know what that means. The birds and the bees. All right, guys. Um, Again, Mika, it was a pleasure to have you. I'm so grateful for your knowledge and just, you know, bringing this open dialogue to the table. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. So 
Guys, guys, we are on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Simplecast FM. Until next time, it's been an absolute delight. Have a fabulous day. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love. Ciao! Meet Hollander, folks. I am in true awe of this leader. I mean, seriously. We all hold power. We all have choices we make each and every single day. We all are capable of using those powers based upon our knowledge and transparent communication. Be brave, be bold, and hold your power strong. Let's continue this journey of life through breeding body positivity and confidence through responsible and sustainable action based on health for both you and me. I hope you all got a lot out of this episode today, and I cannot thank you enough for hanging out with me. And if you did love it just as much as I did, please make sure you share this out with your friends and with your family on social media. And you can tag me at just being honest KB. Don't forget the BN is without a G, so it's B E I N. I'm so grateful for your support and always love to see your feedback. And please make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe to Just Being Honest, the podcast. Guys, remember it's free and leave us a rating to let everyone know that the show is fabulous. You have the power to help us bring you even better content and guests each and every week. And as always, I appreciate you all so much. Until next time, thanks for joining in.